Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady, with my co-host, JC. Aloha. Guess what we're talking about in this episode? Destruction of your soul. <laughs> Destruction of your soul. This series is about dealing with difficult people. And we want to talk a little bit, you know, in real life terms, that how do you stop a difficult person from, you know, destroying your morale, whether this is at work or at home? Note that my podcast is mainly for in the workplace, but I always say, hint, hint. This works at home, too. What do you got to do? Do you stop reacting to people, Wendy? Do do you discover new interests? Do you try to upskill to kill those negative thoughts? I don't know. You know, dealing with tough people, it's, it's challenging. But dealing with a problematic coworker that could completely derail your entire day and, and destroy your spirits is even harder. We spend so much time at work. Negative people can have a huge impact on our sense of belonging, our psychological safety, and our productivity. No one likes dealing with tough people, but it doesn't have to destroy your day, your week, the workplace, or your soul, your spirit, your heart. And there's there's sometimes very little that you could do to influence change on that. So how do you stop them? You know, I would say before you go running to HR, uh, which we are going to talk about a little bit because there is a time for that as well, but before you do that, Remember that they are a human being just like you are. And we as human beings are more likely to uh, make changes in our life when uh, somebody like a peer comes to us, says, hey, when you said this in that meeting, this is how it made me feel. And I I really you know want to talk about what you meant there and if we can have different types of conversations moving forward. You see how I, I said that? It was like, this is how it made me feel. It wasn't, hey, you're a jerk and you need to stop being a jerk. <laughs> right. Because everybody responds really well when you call them a jerk. Not. You know what's interesting, though, too? If a, if a company treats its workers badly or doesn't trust them, it could set the stage for a real tough situation that crushes and destroys souls as well. You know, managers always have something bad to say about workers. But some work cultures have deep mistrust of those who actually do the work. And that's not for anything other than the structure of the organization or maybe someone within the leadership chain and and long-standing beliefs. And sometimes that stuff isn't even said out loud, but you can see it sometimes between the lines in policies, uh, policies that are meant to keep people in place instead of assuming that everybody has good intentions. So would it then be fair to say that If we are looking to evolve our culture and if we are looking not to promote the destruction of souls, hearts and minds and have it (laughs) misconstrued, that maybe it's a, a good relook at, quote, ourselves, like you mentioned in a previous episode, but not ourself as a person. uh, But ourself as the cultural entity of an organization to say, do our policies, do do what we have written and in place accurately reflect who we want to be culturally. It's a, it's a really good strategic question. 
It, yeah, it absolutely is. And it, it it's hard. So for our listeners today that are sitting there going, you know what, I'm on my way to work right now. And I know I've got to deal with a difficult person and I don't want to deal with this difficult person. You know, cut yourself some slack because it is hard. Um, I'm the HR lady. And there's many times that I have to like prep myself for conversations. And that's where I want to remind you to practice, practice, practice. Um, maybe role play some conversations. And then Ooh. what if scenarios, uh, if I say this, they might say this okay we'll be prepared then for that for me personally i like to if i if i have to call out a difficult person um if it gets to me at that point i'm gonna you know they they probably have already been warned in some manner but i like to give them a heads up that hey at 11 o'clock we're going to be having a meeting and these are the three things that i want to talk about so that you're not taking them off guard as well now some of you might be thinking oh boy i'm just giving them time to you know dig up more information and be more negative that might be the truth but what you are doing is you're showing them respect so it's not a surprise attack you're showing them a respect that I respect you and I want you to be uh, uh, prepared for our meeting at 11 o'clock. And we're going to talk about what happened in the in the um, in our conference call yesterday or whatever it might be. Does that make sense? It does. And your phrase right there is something I want to talk about real quick while we're on this topic. Slang. What phrase was that? Slang, jargon and, and trendy terms. We hear it all the time. Does that make sense? You know, people who don't know the lingo sometimes might not understand the meaning behind what's being said. They could even feel left out. They could feel left alone uh, or they could be misconstruing what you're saying and viewing it as sarcasm. And we see that sometimes in the workplace when people use that question in in re response in very simply saying, does that make sense? Depending on the person's tonality, uh, their, their, their body actions and, and the way it comes across they could actually be perceived as difficult by always asking whether or not something makes sense, which could be misconstrued then as you don't have the cognitive ability to understand the words that I'm saying, rather than like the way that you said it to me, which was just casual and off the cuff, two friends talking. It's, it's really intriguing at the end of the day. It really is. That's an excellent point. Uh, you if are that going makes to sense. have... If that does that if make that, sense? If that makes sense, dude, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's so true, though. It's it's all about you know your your vocabulary and your tone and inflection, and that's why live conversations are the best and the preferred method in human resources, yeah. especially when you're dealing with what is perceived as either a difficult person or a difficult uh, situation. You know. Practice, 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 super, super important. And this may also work at home uh, where you're sitting in your driveway going, okay, I need to have this difficult conversation with, with another individual that lives in my household. Let me role play it, it with myself, even though my neighbors probably think I'm crazy talking to myself, but let me, <laughs> you know, let me say it out loud and go, Ooh, that sounded negative. Oh, let me re-say that. Let me re-say that, restate that. And then after all of that, when all else fails, this is according to an article on betterup.com, when all else fails, eject. And what that means is you don't have to stay in a conversation or in a room with somebody who may be verbally attacking you, who may make you feel uncomfortable and less than. Um, you can walk away from difficult people. Now, in the workplace, you can't just go, got to go. I'm out of here. See you guys next week. <laughs> but you can say, I got to go to my manager. 
I got to go to my director Ooh. or in the cases that if it's also something, you know, much more important, I'm not important, but legal, like bullying, harassment, you know, sexual conduct, threats, physical th- threats. Um, that's when you do go to human resources or your legal department. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, or, or you could take session. a swerve on that, Wendy, and you could just very simply say, just hang on a second. I'll be right back and don't come back. <laughs> just keep doing that to the person until it turns into a conversation. <laughs> right. Do not listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're out with your friends at that happy hour and you're like, oh, hang on, I'll be right back. But you always disappear and leave and you're back you're on your gone. couch by 8 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't disappear on your colleagues, but you can say something like, you know what? This conversation's going nowhere, and I don't want us to be arguing. So I'm going to go take a walk. I'm going to take a breather. Um, maybe we could reconvene this later. Uh, so absolutely. This, it, hey, Wendy, I'll be right it. back. Hang on. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Folks, we will be right back in Episode 5 of Dealing with Difficult People and Situations. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.